hey, great show, finished listening to it, I will get with you to send you some money for that charity. I think that's awesome. Also, I'm looking forward to old being new again, so let's talk about ascending versus descending AC. Just kidding. Hey, Alex. It's Peter, also known as Space Baby, on Discord and pretty much everywhere else. Just calling in to your last episode of Random Screed. I, uh, um, more so to Chicago Wizards call than anything, um, about the arguments that are still being had over and over and over again in this hobby. I, for one, am happy about those arguments still being conducted or being reconducted. Um, as you kind of alluded to at the first half, um, of your episode, the, um, so much of this hobby is still undefined. We don't have a common vernacular. Well, we do have a bit of a common vernacular, but we don't have um, uh, an exact definition of everything. Um, unlike what was mentioned about board games, where uh, there is some real defined um, areas in, in that hobby. And so we do keep rehashing them over and over and new entrants to the hobby keep maybe having the same arguments anew when they've been had before. But that's a good thing because hopefully, eventually, someone might be able to come up with an actual final definition and answer. And wouldn't that be great? Because we haven't done it yet. So I, I just love hearing all these arguments over and over again. Maybe, maybe just someday, someone will actually uh, define it in its purest form. And wouldn't that be great? Anyway, nice to hear the uh, show. Um, as always, I keep listening and you keep producing, so it's great. And uh, sorry about being out of breath and uh, uh, maybe some background noise. I am at work and these things happen. All right, take care. Alright, Spez Baby, Peter, my man. I would say this lexicon is something that will eventually be crafted. And if you are not listening to uh, Casting Shadows with Anthony, Rooms Linger, you ought to be. So go check out his most recent episodes, like with him talking to Che, as he later in this episode uh, refers to with the frames, perspective, all of that. Plus, uh, also in his last few episodes, he's been talking about crafting a lexicon and why we don't have one and why we eventually may have one. So thanks so much, as always, for calling. Very much appreciative about that, which was a very long-winded way of saying thank you. Ops, it's Anthony calling in from the road. The rain has stopped. Hallelujah. I just finished listening to your call-in catsup episode, and it was a damn fine episode. I really enjoyed it from start to finish. What can I say? Um, as for your summoning of me, well, I think if you're running a one-shot that drags on for a certain number of episodes, if we want to be a purist about it, if the intention was to be a one-shot and you played for 
you know, the same or fewer hours than you normally would in a normal session of play, you can call it a one-shot. Why not? But maybe if it had more meat to it than just one session of play, then we start getting into normal terminology, right? It was an adventure. It was a scenario or whatever else. I know that uh, my friends and I twitch when we're running an investigation game, which doesn't really have many adventurous components to it. We got to twitch to call it an adventure because when it comes out of our mouths, it feels wrong. Because <laughs> we're too sensitive to terms these days. Um, a scenario feels borrowed. You know, a module, the same, you know. So whatever you feel comfortable calling it that makes sense, I think that's what we'll end up calling it. How about that? Spencer, or Free Thralls, call was extraordinary. I really enjoyed hearing his thoughts about that. And I've since talked with Che about how he reacts to the word frame. And it's really interesting. So hopefully we can we can get him to talk about that on his own, about um, uh, on how that word strikes him and, and its particular nuances. Because I really appreciated hearing that. And so I really like hearing... Spencer's use of the idea of perspective, right? Not agenda, not intention, or something like this, but perspective. This is very cool, and I'm hoping to be able to talk to Spencer about it directly if I can sort out some kind of schedule. Very cool. And as for you and the Pink Phantom, I am in the same position. I think it's sad that whenever we move into talking about how we play, or how we might change how we can play, there might be hurt feelings, or there might be contention, or defensiveness, or whatever. Some uh, some kind of negative response, which you know makes it less enjoyable and less productive to talk about it. It make us hesitate to talk about it. It's a drag. Uh, I think this happened to the Forge, and I think this happens in a lot of other places. And sometimes I wonder if it isn't the gamer in us. You know, when we start thinking we've got a handle on something. And this is an idea we want to communicate, maybe, rather than uh, an idea we want to explore with other people. We go past the stage of being welcome to feedback and start going into the, you know, spreading the news uh, state. And we stop arguing to find the truth, and we start arguing to win. And, uh, and I don't know. But then again, there's always just the, you know... <laughs> don't uh, don't interfere with my fun with you know your comments or observations just let me just let me play why can't we just play and you know there's a lot of truth there too right so anyway stellar episode really enjoyed it and looking forward to the next one fantastic call in Anthony thank you um, I don't have a ton to say about what you've said other than what I already said um, not necessarily this episode, but uh, in response to um, Peter's call in. Yeah, guys, go check out Casting Shadows. Hey, Jason. Spencer here. Yeah, I know. I don't call for ages. Now you can't get a shot of me. Well, I just was inspired to call in because I really enjoyed Michael Shorten's call. When I returned to the hobby... I just caught the tail end of G+, and, uh, well, 
as I've said many times before, back in the day, I didn't play D&D. I was a merc kid. And the first thing I wanted to do on rediscovering the hobby was look into the history because I knew nothing about it. It's one of the reasons I gravitated towards the OSR movement, that whole kind of archaeological dig that appeared to be going on across the blogosphere. And I have to say, I think it's possible that blogs might be coming back in. There's certainly a lot of stuff that I still read. Yeah, so is the OSR dead? Is it not dead? Doesn't matter when you consider that the games that came out of that movement are still being played. People are still creating stuff for them. That aspect of it seems to be very much alive. And just recently, we had one of the biggest RPG successes to come out of Kickstarter. Shadow Dark, very much a child of the OSR, I think. So it would seem that if the OSR is a dead horse, it's still worth beating. More of the same free thrall. I totally am down with what you're saying, man. You know, we should all listen. I'm using the wrong terminology that Anthony mentions from his buddy uh, Aloy. But there's no reason that we can't be cordial with each other. And I think there's groups of people that are doing so. uh, But I would like to see less divided lines. I always used to say my purpose was to uh, bridge the gap between story gamers and uh, trad gamers. But in reality, today, what I would be even happier for is to blur the lines between the divisions that we've made amongst ourselves. I don't really know how I can do that other than to try to be nice and be honest and be open to listening to each other with an unbiased ear. Thanks for the call in, my man. Talk to you soon. and the other Jason just listen to your calling catch up and listen to Rich's call and you know I prep just like you guys (laughs) I I think about it up until the game that's not true sometimes I'll prep ahead of time but normally I think about it think about it think about it and then rush at the last minute to get everything ready for the game and because I run a looser game I like to throw problems at players without preset solutions and kind of roll with what they do it, it works out okay for me but yeah it's probably not the best way to prep anyway really enjoying your show thank you for continuing to put out the show and keeping us motivated all right jason Connerly for the second time this episode but terse i'm a fan not that anyone else has to be terse but i'm just saying <laughs>
I liked what he said. He said it quickly and he said it to the point and it's much appreciated. I had to toss in that counterpoint instrumental from the infamous unintroductory needed. That's not even a word. That's not even two words. Anyway, TJ Drennan. So thanks everyone for calling in this episode. I have a few things I want to talk about, but I guess I'll do that in the introduction. See you soon. And another thing. Hello, Screeders. It's been a minute. I've gotten into a pretty good habit of a weekly show. I'm not that far off, but after all those great call-ins before this introduction, I hope you're still with me. Uh, The number one thing I want to say today is fuck cancer. Yes, my buddy Aaron Coleman, friend of the Gamerhood, great player in Baggio's controller, has cancer if you don't know, and it is not good. So if anyone can send out any prayers, blessings, hopes, strengths, whatever, to our guy Aaron Coleman, I appreciate it. I have uh, some other things that I want to talk about that don't necessarily have to do with gaming, uh, but I'll talk about some ideas and some things that uh, briefly that I wanted to mention. Um, And then I also wanted to say, love your loved ones. It's okay to have your closest people not be someone that you interact with personally, physically, on a daily basis. Take care of them too, but also take a minute to send a message to some of your favorite gamer buddies. If they're a podcaster, if they you know do videos that you like to watch, let them know. They're going to appreciate it. Call in to your anchorites out there and uh, you know check in on some old gaming buddies. Maybe you could relive some memories and you could appreciate that. But I don't know. What I do know is today is Thursday, August 3rd, 2023. I am Jason Hobbs, and this is Random Screed. If he is up or down, his podcast still comes round. Hobbs is in his van. Don't turn off that sad nap, man. Random Screed, Random Screed. Don't know what you get, but it's what you need. All right, guys, I have been working, and when I say working, I really mean my normal bit of prep, which is pondering, brewing, pontificating, percolating about how I want to do it and what it is exactly I want to do. There is a second edition of Low Fantasy Gaming Deluxe in the works, and I have the, uh, the manuscript. It, it's very nice. It's about 236 pages. There's a lot of art yet to come because I don't think he's done any, very much of that. And uh, I'm running a play test for it. I've probably mentioned this before, but another thought on how I think about it and what I'm going to do is going to be fairly similar to what I did in the prepping for uh, the home game that I talked about not too long ago question I have is how do you deal with running games and existing IP? So this could be anything. This could be Star Wars, Hyperborea, Conan's Hyperborea, 
the hyperboard, you know, even a game setting such as Forgotten Realms. What do you do? Do you just run exactly what's in the book? Do you like to find the little niches uh, between the uh, published material and create other material that fits within it? You know, touching on the other pieces. My buddy Carl Rodriguez from the Geomologist Presents is super good at using actual history and touching on things that happen and then adding his own alternate bits so your characters can be involved but they don't have to, you know, just go through this predetermined plot that's already exists because of the way that history happened. So I'm wondering, how do you do it? So for me, like I did before, I'm going through and checking the PDFs for anything to do with the trackless moors because I'm thinking that's where I'm going to do it. Maybe not. I may just do a kind of a naval uh, adventure uh, on a merchant ship that moves around the Argosan Sea. But first of all, I'm going to do some research and see wherever the trackless moors comes up because that's a kind of a cool biome. I haven't really done naval adventures though, only um, touched on them. You know, I've barely just dipped my toes into that. So that might be a fun thing. Um, but what I really want to know is what do you do? Do you just use the published material as is? Or, like I say, do you like to find your own niche? Uh, let me know. Uh, and that pretty much is going to wrap up the episode beyond a status report that I'm going to put in at the end. I've been edging away from my own issues with mental health, but I want to include it. As I say, if it helps one person to talk about it, then uh, then it's worth it. And that one person is always me. I don't mean to be self-centered, guys, but, you know, this is a talking head podcast that just has me in it. So, well, unless you call the call-ins other people, I don't know. What I do know, I've done that enough this episode. Status report. I first off want to say no animals were harmed in the recording of this episode. Second... Uh, part of the reason I was gone is because I had about four days of a, a golf trip that I enjoyed. But I found I found myself having some whoa just dropped my phone having some issues during the trip. So my buddy and I went up Thursday, you know, about noon. It was a two-hour drive to get up to Devil's uh, Lake slash Baraboo area. And uh, it was just the two of us. We were going up a day early because the actual golfing was starting on Friday in the morning. And we didn't want to drive two hours and then just golf. Uh, My golf game is at an all-time low. I've just changed my grip, which is very not targeted towards my audience. (laughs) But anyway, I just changed my grip and I golfed worse than I've probably ever golfed in my life. So that sucked, and in fact, I had been scheduled to golf with another buddy that I'd only played poker with in the past, and we kind of, we were scheduled to golf together, which, you know, you set up your the teams you're going to golf with or whatever, and they basically, he basically backed out and didn't want to golf with me, and that kind of sent me into a downward spiral a little bit, and uh, I kind of went back to the room and didn't come out and left the next day, so I skipped two different opportunities to golf just because of that situation and 
I didn't talk at length with the person about it until today. So for almost a week now, I've been uh, dealing with that situation and I just have not felt good about it. It's definitely helped me fall into some depression. And I was curious if you have similar things that you find you get sent into a place. And in all reality, we should all know that 95% of our interactions with people have nothing to do with us personally. And it more has to do with their environment and their bubble. I meant to talk about bubbles because of something that Anthony had said, but I don't think I ever did. I really believe that everyone is relatively self-involved. They almost have to be because you're never going to make it through life if you're not really living for yourself. That it, it kind of empowers all of your decisions when it really uh, it comes down to it and the shit hits the fan. And I don't mean that you should be selfish. I mean that you have to put your oxygen mask on first in an airplane crash before you can help anyone else. You have to love yourself before you can love, truly love anyone else, in my opinion. Obviously, this is my all my opinion. I'm not a professional therapist. I'm barely a professional salesman. Uh, and I probably only rate into that because that's my actual profession. <laughs> so anyway, I just thought I would share that little story with you and say that I believe everyone should be most concerned with their own personal health and their own personal mental health or well-being first so you actually have the tools and the foundation necessary to help other people and trust me I'm all about helping other people but uh, help yourself first so go out buy a Hobbs and Friends product (laughs) do whatever is good for you my men my guys, my peoples, and um, I love you, and I appreciate you. Thanks again to all the calls, and hell, all the listeners. Thank you, and uh, be good. Stay alive. You have a job to do, and it's better to burn out than to fade away. And old standby.